super weekend for sports, including football, tennis, and UFC. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Wherever you... Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of Backhand City. Well, it was a super weekend full of sports activities, so let's get right to it with a little pump up from Dwayne The Rock Johnson. It is indeed time, as there's lots of tennis going on the past weekend. Let's go over to Europe and Rotterdam and look at Felix Auger-Aliassime and his match point versus Stefano Tsitsipas to win his first tennis tournament of his young career. Now, you know me, I'm a big fan of press conferences, especially if you can get some unique insight to how the player's feeling and what he's thinking about. And here's another great tribute to this young player. We mentioned him in the Australian Open. He seems to be that next guy in that second tier of players. He proved it today by beating a second tier player who's on the verge of winning a Grand Slam. And here he is, emotional thanking his mother, coaches, and everyone in the box. Take a listen. Emotional, you know, I, I didn't know how I would react, you know, on the court. And then, um, but after, you know, to have my mom there, my family, my, my team, and then, you know, they called my dad. And just this, this whole thing, I mean, we go through all of this together. You know, everybody's trying to, to achieve, everybody was trying to achieve this, this uh, milestone. And, uh, you know, we had a lot of thinking about, you know, what to improve, what to do. And I just feel like, it's a huge weight off the shoulder of my coach, my family, myself. It's, it's just a big relief for everybody. So. Well, you made me- Moving across the ocean to a different continent, to South America, we go to Buenos Aires for the Argentina Open Final. Casper Ruud versus Diego Schwartzman. The crowd pulling for Schwartzman after an emotional week with Del Potro retiring. These two have won the tournament before and have battled it out. Here's one of their best rallies of the tournament that lasted over 30 shots. Take a listen to this clay court masterclass.
Now, you heard a huge ovation from the local fans there, but ironically, that was for Schwartzman to save set point in the first match. Rude went on losing that, but won 6-2-6-3 in the second and third set to raise the trophy for the second time. So Norway gets another win as they are also dominating at the Winter Olympics. Now, moving on to Dallas, where, of course, it was two tiebreakers and it featured Brooksby versus Opelka. Take a listen. the champion. Opelka dazzles in Dallas. That match point was interesting for a couple of reasons. It kind of highlighted the contrasting styles and it wasn't necessarily a serve bot as as Opelka likes to say match and there was a lot of contrast in that match in particular both players were hitting slices. Brooksby drew in Opelka, and he hit a nifty cross-court backhand passing shot for a winner. Opelka's backhand has become a nice little weapon for him. He used a nice variety of slice throughout the match, and he was able to flick a couple of backhand cross-court winners and some laser backhands down the line. So if he's able to do that at seven feet tall, he is going to be a force to reckon with in the future. These are probably the two top Americans as uh, Opelka is 20 and Brooksby is 45, and their ranking is only going to increase more. All right, transitioning to UFC, UFC 271 over the weekend. I've started following UFC the last couple of years And one of the things I like about it, it's very similar to tennis. It's a mental chess match. Now, of course, you're being punched in UFC, but this mental chess match is really easier said than done. And what you're seeing with a lot of my podcasts and blogs, this is a real tribute to people's discipline while under pressure in a match environment. Let's take a listen to what our middleweight champion Israel Adesanya says about his post-match interpretation of how he thought the match went. Easier said than done. It's easier said than done. Even if you've already been in there with me before, um, every, I don't know. People feel I feel like they have like um, goldfish memories, but then when they um, they're in there with me, they realize like, oh shit, it's not as easy as we thought. And yeah, they just have to revert back to what they know. You know, I always tell my students, you know, just hitting the ball and playing with your friends is much different than playing points or playing tournaments and playing real live matches. And I think Adesanya really sets the tone here with that statement by saying he's comfortable with being uncomfortable. And that's what happens in live tournament play. I don't care if you're a rec player playing a local tournament or a national tournament or you're an international star, you're not always going to be comfortable. And you got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Brought the fight from the start to the finish, I stayed on point. With my last fight in Phoenix, I I was never in danger. I was just like, man, um, this fight, I knew, you know, if I get caught slipping, he can put me away. I liked his double jabs and then eventually he turned into a triple jab. And I was like, okay, that's a good change up. But I was still able to get away from it most times. Um... 
what else? His wrestling was, eh, it was okay. Um, I was never, even when he was on my back, I kind of, I found it funny. I was, I was kind of like a hunchback. I was like, all the way to my corner. And then I just knew, like, we've done this from 9 a.m. every other day. We literally spent times just, you know, sewing on your back, ready to go. And I know the systems to get away from that. So, yeah, I was comfortable in those positions. I'm comfortable in the uncomfortable. Now, there's always two sides to every story. And, of course, it's no different in professional fighting. I remember one time I was teaching a uh, coaching a high school tennis player. And he played number one for us. And we kind of rotated number one guys because everybody was kind of the same. So we'd give everybody a shot at it. I remember I sent one of the, my, my players out to play number one and he got destroyed. He lost like, oh, and oh. It's clearly... The other guy was a better player, and my student comes off afterwards, and he goes, that guy's not that good. So you're going to see here this, we're going to do the press conference now of Robert Whitaker, and you're going to see a different perspective. You know, here's a man who's got a, a gash on his face, a cut on his eye, a scrape on his pectoral muscle, and a really swollen and red knee, and his interpretation is very glass half full. Of course, he thinks he won the match. Take a listen. Well, this one was better than the first one, huh? Like, uh, yeah, I um, thought I did enough. I thought I did enough. I um, breaking it down. I think I lost the first round. And I put myself back together. I think I beat him to every punch. I got takedowns. Thought I did enough. But it is what it is. You know, that's that's how you know work goes in the office. So I um. I'm going to go back, evolve some more, get better, like fine-tune the things that I've been working on and uh, come back a better man. Honestly, though, at the moment, Izzy was my biggest obstacle, right? He was my biggest hurdle. He, uh, he beat me in, in a good fashion the first time. So I've been working and angling myself to, to evolve and to get better, and I've done that. And you can see in this, this, this fight I just had with him how much I've come. To the point where I think I beat him, you know. I, I so I'm I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. The ceiling is nowhere in sight. I don't I just, like there there is no ceiling for me. I don't believe the, the yeah. That's how I feel. So you can kind of recognize there in the press conference. He's a very articulate guy. I'm not a big fan of interviewing uh, athletes right after they lose because they're going to be super emotional. So you can kind of. See, he thought he won the match, and then he gained perspective, and he kind of compared his growth to last time he fought this guy, and he got knocked out, so he thought it was a lot more positive. He obviously added a lot more tools in his belt, and he was able to at least extend the match to a decision rather than a knockout. So a full weekend of sports of football, tennis, and UFC. Well, thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you get notified daily of fresh episodes. This is Brian Lutz in Backhand City. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when-